Hi everyone, I'm Daisy. And I'm Elsa. Welcome to our podcast, Advice on What Not to Do. From two millennial Latinas. We're glad you're joining us today. This podcast is just girl talk and conversations about life where we hope you learn from our mistakes. Don't forget to click the like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And reach out to us via Instagram at advice underscore not to do. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Wednesday. So we're coming in with a new episode. What's uh, it going to be about, Daisy? So today's episode is things that we've learned in our 20s. Yes. So at this point, Daisy is 30. I'm not 30. <laughs> if I'm 30, you're 30. No. <laughs> Daisy's 29 and I'm about to be 29 this year so we're um almost there and I feel like our 20s we went through a whole do you dye your hair again yes, I, <laughs> I just noticed that <laughs> okay uh I digress um yeah we've gone through we've gone through a lot of life and more so considering like you're a mom and we've both been married I just think I'm a totally different person than I was when I had just turned 19. I mean, 20. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, we talked about this earlier, but we both got married when we were 20. Yeah. So, like, I went into my 20s with a whole different outlook on life than I'm going into my 30s. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to talk a little bit about... About maybe like our journey and um, you know how we think differently in, within this last decade. Of course, yeah. So we took some notes because now we realized after you guys list, have been listening to us for a couple of weeks or months that we kind of jump all over the place. So we're trying to keep it more, <laughs> more centered. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So one of the things we said is caring about what others think. So how has that changed? From when you were 20 to now that we're almost 30. I feel like, okay, so whenever I was like 19 going on 20 or early 20s, like even my career, what I wanted to do in college was trying to please like my parents Mm -hmm. and my family or what people thought would think about me, you know? You're a people pleaser. Yeah. And, um, and if, I don't know if I was a people pleaser or it's just like, I just cared more about how like pleasing. Yeah. I guess I was a people pleaser. Well, and and I mean, it makes sense. Like, when we're teenagers, like, we care about what our friends think and everything. And, you know, we think we have to act or say, talk, talk and walk a certain way to, like, fit in. You know? And, like, that's what our mind shifts from that teenage phase. And this might be, like, the teacher in me, psychology, adolescent psychology, developmental psychology um, mm-hmm. in me going from you know we're 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 changing our our ideals from caring about what other people think to caring about what makes us happy and what satisfies us like really because there was a point where it's like yeah I thought I had to get married um, through the church because of x y and z I thought you know I had to have a wedding because that's what people do mm-hmm. they have to have a wedding um even things like I have to go to college because 
it was like that expectation, right? Yeah. That we we talked about also in our Spanish episode that expectation of like uh, being a first generation immigrant, and so it's also something that I've seen recently. People in my own family. I have a person in my family that's 18 years old. And I always tell her, like, don't worry about what other people think. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you do you. Like, you're going to ultimately be responsible for your decisions. And I know it's hard to say, I made a mistake. I know it's hard to, you know, take accountability for that. Because sometimes we look at, like, I did this because of another person. And a lot of times, these other people that we care about... um, about their opinions or you know making proud or impressing a lot of times they do have their our best interest in mind but we should still make our decisions based of our future our needs mm-hmm. um but like more about even the little things like i remember when i was in my young 20s i would put on like contacts mm-hmm. almost every day and I would, like, get done, get ready for, like, college or for work or whatever. Yeah. And it's, like, that versus now that most of the time I'm not wearing makeup and I'm, like, I don't care how my hair looks. <laughs> um, it's just, like, I'm thinking more about my comfort myself. Yeah. And putting less time into more, like, superficial things. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And, like, I'm trying to think because... My mom has always ingrained in me that, like, one time I remember saying, Mom, I really want these shoes, and, um, like, they were, like, $50 or something, and this was before inflation, so $50 was, like, a lot at mm-hmm. the time. Shoes were normally, like, $20. Yep. So for a pair of tennis shoes to be $50, she was like, are you crazy? Like, we're not going to spend that much money on shoes. You can get perfectly good shoes for this amount of money, like... She was just, like, really freaking out. And she was like, you know, why do you want those shoes? And I told her, because, like, those are the shoes that everyone's wearing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the popular shoe to have. Like, I'm going to be cool if I wear those shoes. (laughs) And my mom goes, the day that everyone pays your bills or, like, the day that other people pay your bills, that's the day you have to care about what they're wearing and what they want you to wear, like, what they want you to think about. Yeah, look influencers, watch out. They literally pay their bills. <laughs> literally. And I mean, it, you know, it makes sense. But, like, famous people, like, you know, yeah. famous people, like, obviously they have to look and, and act a certain way because they, like, other people look up to them and maybe if they're not as popular or as famous or whatever, then they don't get their bills paid. But for us normal people... <laughs> Our outlook is just, like, different. Yeah. Our outlook in life. Yeah. And and I always took that into my, like, the back of my head when my mom would be like, you know, nobody's going to pay your bills for mm-hmm. you, so why are you taking other people's opinions to heart, like, in that sense? I used to think, like, I don't want to embarrass myself in, other, in front of other people, like, the way I walked... Or the way, the way I talk or, you know, the way I dress. Because for whatever reason, when I was younger, early 20s, I thought that people were, like, taking notice of these things about me. And, like, thinking about the way I, like, you know, how they're making fun of the way I'm walking or whatever, or running. And now, 
now that I'm, you know, older, I'm like, nobody really cares about <laughs> other people. They're looking at themselves. Like, everybody's thinking about themselves. Except for teenagers. Except for teenagers. Teenagers but. are mean. <laughs> But, like, even teenagers, like, they're focused on themselves, too. Like, really, yeah. I, I think about because I do a lot of presentations and stuff. Um, and I used to think, like, oh, everybody's going to be thinking about how I stuttered or did something. Um, but, no, in reality, when you're doing a presentation, and if there's more presenters, they're thinking about how they're going to present. Yeah. Or, you know, like, their own problems. Um, I don't. That's just things I think about now because... I'm older and wiser. We're older and wiser. <laughs> but I mean, no, that, that thing about, you know, people like looking at you, a lot of that has to also do with like your self-image, self-image, mm-hmm. like how you view yourself. And that's one of the things, again, that I was talking to with my 18-year-old family member. We're 10-year difference, a whole decade more. Um mm. I know. <laughs> I was 18 years old like five years ago. <laughs> yeah, just yesterday we were 18. Um, but I was telling, we were like just uh, like people watching, you know. And and every time we people watch, I point out kind of like funny, quirky stuff. And I'm like, oh, look at their shoes. Also, or you are this. that person. No, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, they're so, they're so ugly or they're like this or they're lopsided. And I'm like, well, see, this is the reason why... You care so much about what people think about you because you're out here criticizing other people and how they mm. look. And and I told her I'm like I don't cri- like I don't criticize people on how they look or how they act especially if I don't know them. Like I have people watch because I think it's fun to like people watch like oh look a bald person. Oh look a person like that but not like so to criticize them. Oh, okay. I was about to say you're that person I always no, not to criticize them, just yeah. to just to like point it out. And a lot of times, you know, I'm like looking at something good in a person also because you never know. You could make someone's day by just saying, oh, yeah. I like your nails. I like That's your true. hair. Yeah. That's another thing. I used to fish for compliments and now I want to compliment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's nice to get a random compliment and give a compliment. And so like. Um, even if it's like the waitress at a restaurant and she has a nice tattoo, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I love your tattoo. Yep. Even going through the drive-thru. I've just, I always look at tattoos, so I always just compliment people's tattoos. <laughs> but I mean, there's other things you can compliment. You can compliment people's hair. You can compliment their, their makeup, yep. their clothes. Yep. I mean, just take a, a minute out of your day just to make somebody's. Sprinkle kindness. Yes. Um, another thing is... I used to, like, so my mom used to always say, like, oh, you're so timida, you're so shy because you don't talk, or you're chocante mm. because, you know, you don't you don't talk to people as much, like, especially, like, at church or, like, social places like that. And, and I used to think, like, yeah, I'm being told, like, I'm shy or chocante, mm-hmm. and I used to, like, try to, like, make her happy or just be like like her like be somebody i wasn't be more social be more social to like make other people happy mm-hmm. um or so people won't think that i'm what my mom always says i am mm-hmm. like internally um but now that i'm older i'm just like this is me like, i'm an introvert <laughs> and i'm just gonna embrace it mm-hmm. and there's other people that are introverts and and everybody gets it 
But like, in your family, isn't it seen as like rude? Yeah, it's seen as yeah. rude to not like say hi to people. Yeah, and I'm and now I see it as I don't care if they think I'm rude. Mm-hmm. They need to like see that there's different personalities out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and if they. Like, I'll go up to them, and I'll say one-on-one if I run into them, like, hi. But mm-hmm. I'm not the type that's ever going to be, like, leaving a party and going to every single person. Oh, my god! And, like, giving them a hug. You just be the end of me. Every party, when I was a kid, every party, my grandma would be like, ve a saludar. And literally, yeah. we, I would have to walk around the whole room yes. and, like, the whole exactly. house. And just give, and, and Colombians is, like, abrazo y beso right yeah abrazo y beso abrazo y beso by the time you're done you're like you've hugged like 50 people (laughs) and i don't like doing that i always hated it my mom would make me do that and Mm -hmm. it made me super uncomfortable and anxious yeah and now i'm like i don't care if they think i'm being rude Mm -hmm. by not giving abrazo y beso when i come in or whatever they're people are gonna realize that i'm a nice person i'm just not the type to be all like extroverted yeah no same and i remember when i was a teenager like, even people that were my friends later on, when they would first meet me, and because I was quiet and kind of, like, shy to a certain extent. Like, I mean, when you first meet me, maybe, if we haven't talked, mm-hmm. you know, kind of shy um, or awkward, whatever. Yeah. Um, and one of my friends goes, like, oh, I thought you were so, like, creída. And I was, like, yeah, what? Creída? Por qué? Oh, because you wouldn't talk to anyone. And I'm like, can you ever just think I was, like, shy? Yeah, <laughs> I get that. And I, I I, don't know why it frustrates me sometimes when people just, like, assume that I'm shy. Yeah. I take that, like, kind of negative. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not shy or, like, nervous, like, timid. I'm just, I just don't have, like, the social, like, the span to be, I don't have the energy to be, like, <laughs> trying to yeah i know, I know <laughs> what you're saying i don't have that social energy to just go up and be like all bubbly and yeah and at work it's funny because when i do have that energy there are days that i do there's days that i don't and one time i went i went to work and i said like hey to my co-workers and everything and one of my co-workers go oh my goodness you are so bubbly today <laughs> like yes so we don't always have the energy to be like you know that bubbly and there are people like extroverted people that are just like that all the time (laughs) and so like now I embrace that and I see that okay maybe I might not have as many like freaking Facebook friends because I'm not you know befriending every person I meet but the people that I do meet are most likely people like me that we have like deeper conversations Mm -hmm. and I I don't feel like I'm coming home drained yeah at the end of the day yeah well i mean i remember me and you used to just chill and stuff in college and we would go to parties and we would just be like talking and chilling i wouldn't go to parties well my sorority stuff that oh. you would join oh wow. <laughs> and i would be like the person just like sitting in the sidelines or standing like chilling and talking yeah i would never be the one up in the dance floor yeah or yeah. like you know you know talking to everybody i think more recently i've kind of come out of my bubble a little bit more as extroverted because I've always been kind of both um based on the situation but just trying to find myself again you know going through this journey of self-love and healing um I've become more extroverted with like the people that I get to know Mm -hmm. and 
I've been described as like outgoing because I'm very like goal oriented, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that in a way the twenties have changed me for the better as far as that goes. And because as a teacher, like, you know, yes, I come home exhausted, Yeah. but I still have to really like put in a lot of effort into getting to know my students and getting to know my coworkers and the parents, et cetera, et cetera. Professionally, I have matured a lot and changed, and my job is talking to people, presenting, mm-hmm. like connect, make networking. So, like, I feel like I'm a different persona at my job. Oh yeah. And um, but in my private life, I am not like that at all. <laughs> um, but I remember back when in my early twenties, I took a public speaking class and I got a D. And who would have thought that my job would be public speaking now? <laughs> <laughs> That's like me teaching Spanish and when I got a C in grammar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my only C in college. But that's oh what, like, your 20s take you through. Like, I feel like it's, well, you know, I'm, I don't know what the rest of my life will be like. But I feel like I've done a lot of change and growth during this decade. Oh, Yeah. For sure. And I'm sure we'll keep learning and growing in our 30s. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Another thing um, is, oh yeah, you kind of touched on that, seeing value in education and networking. Yeah. Networking. Oh yeah, I used to, I used to like just talk to people for, you know, to make friends. Yeah. I wish that in my early 20s, I would have networked more for like professional reasons yeah i wish i would have kept more in contact with like my old bosses Mm -hmm. made more like mentors Mm -hmm. um and that way yes i wish i would have been more sociable and kept in contact i see now the value in keeping contact like keeping relationships yes I i still feel like i'm a little not iffy but like i struggle with it because i do have some professional relationships that i'm like oh my goodness, I haven't talked to this person in like two years. Um, But they still remember me, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I'm like, I have to, you know, be like, hey, how's it going? Maybe just give them a a quick phone call um, to just make sure that you still have those connections. Because, man, when I was looking for a job, when I first graduated, I did not think it was going to be that hard to find a job. Yeah, and you wouldn't think that your professors are the ones who could hook you up with a lot of... Oh, yeah. I mean, my professor, one of my, well, our mutual professor. But she was the only one. She was the one that got me the job, though. Yeah. She's like, if it wasn't for her, like, I wouldn't be a teacher. (laughs) But that's because she was the one, like, doing the effort in for us. Yeah. And I'm, like, really grateful for that. Yeah. But, um, like, yeah, like, even now, whenever I've been at one job for, like, one or two years, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it comes around to the time where I have to look for another job. And I'm writing my references, and I'm like, oh, dang. Like, how am I putting this name of my old boss as a reference? Like, my boss before this boss. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even kept in touch with them yeah. for two years. Yeah. Yeah. So, whoever's listening to this, <laughs> um, text your old boss right now. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Yeah. Hope the kids are well. Hope yep. the wife's doing good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So the day that you have to email them saying, or text them saying, is it okay if I use you as a reference? It won't be like you're using them. Or like, who is this? Who is this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I mean, I totally agree. And it's weird that, 
yeah, it's weird because now that I'm working back at the university, yay, kind of, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm really trying to, you know, make that connection with my coworkers, and you you're know, a whole professora now, like a real professor, kind of. I'm still teaching like basic level, you know, but you're teaching at a university. I am teaching at a university for Look now. Look at us all grown. And I got another job offer for a community college as well. Well, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, you know. But yes, I'm very excited about my professional future. Um, you know, I'm seeing my efforts into getting this master's, you know, taken yeah. taken in. And it, the only thing that, you know, I guess the downside about doing a master's online is that I wasn't really able to network as much because everything was online. And as far as just emailing my professors, like, That's true. assignments and stuff, you know, it's, it's a very limited communication. That's true. So maybe, like, one or two professors that I could reach out to from my master's program. But other than that, not. I feel for all the college students that went through, like, three, year, three years of um, online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some people couldn't even, like, graduate. Sucks. Mm-hmm. But um, what's another point? Another point, our faith. How has our how has your faith evolved? I used to I used to be like into I used to be religious and now I'm spiritual. That's the gist of it. I used to be religious and now I'm agnostic. (laughs) (laughs) Are you really? I am. I've been telling you. We kind of talked about this the other day. Um, just because I'm going to a church right now doesn't mean that my faith is is back where it was. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that can move people away from spirituality, but definitely, I mean, I still believe that there's a higher power. Mm-hmm. But I also still believe that everybody's beliefs are valid. Yeah. I don't have to. To, like push my belief on someone else well that doesn't mean you're agnostic well this is a talk for another time but anyway <laughs> i used to i used to um be religious and go to church and like talk about god within myself and others more of a traditional way mm-hmm. like because i grew up with it and i was just like following the movements and now throughout my 20s and throughout life experiences that had led me to like like really have to like cry and pray about Mm -hmm. experiences um it's led me to be more spiritual and way less religious like totally Mm -hmm. Um, so as far as like religious just so our listeners can understand like we're talking more about like the traditional views the conservative views of religion Especially when it comes to, like, the Christian faith. Um, yeah. I think there was a time where I really, de- how do you say it, dove into my spirituality. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, hey, Benji. Benji really likes the microphone. I know, he really wants to be on the podcast. There was a little ant crawling on the floor, and it was really close to his toe, and I stepped on the ant, and I stepped on his toe. Oh. He wants revenge. Yeah, so he came and tried to lick the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I digress. 
something about faith. That's how easy <laughs> this happens. <laughs> we just got so distracted by Benji. <laughs> Elsa's cat, by the way. Yeah, she's Benji's a she or a they. He, they. He, they. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, it's she, just she, he. So it's a they. Anyways. <laughs> um, Pronoun study for the day. Um, yes. Uh, what about dating? Dating. So I used to um, date for free food, and now I date to, for marriage. <laughs> And for me, it was the opposite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to date to get married. That is funny. I used to date to get married because I only dated the guy that I married. And now I'm just dating to meet, like, new people, have different experiences. Um, I'm actually learning how to date, which is, you know, strange because you're going into your 30s. <laughs> like you're about to be 30 girl you're just learning how to date i feel for you i'm gonna cry not really but yeah i used to i used to not really like get to know guys before on i went on a date with them i would just be like they would just be like you want to go out to eat um and i would be like yeah or they would just be like you want to go take a walk in the park and i'd be like sure (laughs) and then i'll get to know them there and they were like complete strangers Mm mm-hmm and now it's like I feel for my safety more, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I, I think like my time is more precious, and I'm not gonna be wasting it on any random like person. Yeah, yeah, time that's for sure. I was just talking to a friend earlier, and um, this guy that I've been seeing about how I'm giving him access to my time, and I didn't for like maybe a month. Do you think? Which one are you talking about? Oh. was like a month or two it was like a month it was like a month that I kind of cut him out of my life and um, he came crawling back in somehow you know how it reminds me of that meme that <laughs> or the not the meme the real where the guy was like you think you're special but her friends call you which one <laughs> <laughs> okay keep going. which one <laughs> which one <laughs> that's funny which guy <laughs> This guy that I've been seeing and, um, yeah, no, I was just telling my friends earlier, like, how he, I'm like, he's not really hurting my feelings. It's just me being picky about who I allow to take up my time and Mm -hmm. my space. And this guy was actually, like, really annoyed with me. He's like, you you keep picking a fight with me, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I'm just simply, like, asking you to respect my, my space like respect my time like if I don't want to see you today I don't want to see you like yep. doesn't have to be on your terms all the time and I think that's something brand new for me also as far as dating because when you're dating someone it, you default to people pleasing right yeah we have boundaries yeah. now like we create boundaries the older we get yeah we put sure. up with less oh yeah less is more <laughs> okay but anyways I, I'm thinking I keep thinking about that thing you said like agnostic and now I'm thinking about it we should talk about that later okay yeah um next podcast listen to our spiritual views yeah that's gonna be a interesting one but um 
Yeah, so dating is just different. I I was more superficial looking at, you know, are they who, cute? Who you dating? Do I have fun with them? Yeah. Is it all fun and games and are they cute? And now it's like... And that's how you picked your husband? <laughs> <laughs> Me too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was like kind of fun. <laughs> we had a lot of tacos. That was good enough for me back then. Exactly. Uh, you gained that relationship weight. Yep. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I used to... Now it's more of, like, are we compatible? The long term. The long term. That's what scares me now. It's, like, family. Yeah. Do we get along with each other's family? Are you in therapy? <laughs> Religion? How many kids you got? How many kids do you have? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to ask. Do you my own date. a passport? I forgot to ask my date. What? How many kids he has? Yeah, if he had kids. Oh yeah, it's gonna be like that one guy that no, I went on a date with. No. That he he. I thought he didn't have kids until I like I looked him up and he had kids and I'm like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, because you never asked me. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have kids. Like I, you never know. He really doesn't look like he has his life together <laughs> that's why that's why if he had kids the mom is probably like i don't want you around them mm, maybe and maybe that's why he's but i doubt that no he wouldn't have told me that because i told him i was married separately. it's the guys that don't have their life together that decide not to wear condoms and have kids oh my god you know what i mean because they don't they don't care they don't have their life together Ugh, guys. And see, this is why it's always the women's responsibility. And he had long hair. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Just in that one picture. Not in the date. Not in the real life. But he kind of reminds me of that. Like, um, you know, Chris from Selena. Selena's husband. Yes. The, oh, the yeah. The long hair rocker. Now that I have seen it, I cannot unsee it. <laughs> cute right what was another way another way what that we um we've grown i mean i've learned a lot well another thing with like dating is like i think about um like would they be would they be good like partners like what if i got seriously sick would they take care of me mm. would they be there for me mm -hmm. and before you know our future was ahead of us. Yeah. So it was like you don't think about those negative things. Yeah. Um, and now life experiences, or it's just like getting older. Now it's like back then there was not as much death, fortunately. And now it's like friends of mine, oh, like their yeah. parents are dying. I had two of my like um, acquaintances from high school pass mm -hmm. away maybe one last year and like one the year before that maybe yeah yeah people like, are yeah they're like our age yeah like people are dying parents are dying people's kids are dying it's like more death and it just puts things into perspective or we're just like more aware of it maybe yeah, maybe also because of covid like we went through a whole pandemic in this decade yeah 
how, how I'm in therapy. Are you in therapy? <laughs> I need to be in therapy. <laughs> I recommend therapy for everyone. Your brain is a muscle just like the rest of your body. You need to work on it. So, um, yeah, I cannot say any bad stuff about therapy. Um, recently, however, I feel like I haven't needed as much therapy, which is good. Maybe when you think you don't need it, it's when you need it the most. I don't know. My therapist agrees with me. She was like, yeah. She sounds like a people pleaser. We can do three weeks. Shut up. (laughs) No. She's the one to tell. She usually asks, like, do you want to do two weeks? Do you want to do three weeks? Um, I'm like, do you think three weeks will be okay? She's like, I think it'll be fine. I just check in every three weeks. Um, And when we do talk, we talk for like an hour. She told me, you know, to not worry so much about my future relationship because that's one of the things I told her like getting out of this relationship obviously is a grieving process but it makes me wonder like am I ever going to find something that will fulfill me as much as what I had mm-hmm. um it's like a downward spiral like it's just a circle I'm just keep going what back what does she forth. say um so she said not to think about that she's like I'm sure you will find somebody suitable for you um but right so now, you need to think about you. Oh, so your therapist is telling you not to think about stuff. Not to think about that right now. Mm-hmm. And she's told me that I need to think about myself. I need to learn how to love myself. I need yeah. to know what makes me happy. Um, so just focusing on me. And that's why I had this guy blocked for a month. Why did you unblock him? Good question. You need to go through... You need to go through me before you make these decisions. <laughs> uh, I should have a passcode in your phone where you go to a block button and you can only get through with the passcode I have. <laughs> before you unblock someone. Don't be unblocking douchebags. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I digress. I'm going to delete that part. <laughs> okay. Anything else? No, I think it's time that we save it for the next episode. Adios. Bye. Thanks for tuning in this week to our podcast. Tune in each week to listen to a new episode of advice on what not to do. Muchas gracias. gracias.